0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print-on-demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this
1: week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Print On Demand cast uh, as always my name is Josiah and I am joined once again by Travis Ross and we're so thankful that you're here with us again this week Travis how's things going for you man uh, some some craziness has has happened in the last week in the Ross casa if you will
0: Yeah it's uh been kind of a, kind of a crazy week uh, I won't go into all of the details but uh suffice sure. it to say that um our family came in contact with the rona and it hasn't been fun The
1: rona no. So you guys are in the thick of quarantine, and for yep. those of you listening, don't worry. Uh, Rona can't be transmitted via speakers or earbuds <laughs> or anything like that, so that we're going we going to be okay. That we know
0: yet. That we know yet.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll wait. The CDC might come up with something here in the next week. Who knows? But as of right now, you're safe. You're safe. Uh, so the Ross family is, is quarantining, and Travis is recording from quarantine. We can mm-hmm. still, thankfully make this happen uh for you guys um so here we are Mm -hmm. uh january 2021 we're a little we're almost half we're more than halfway through the month which is crazy time just seems to be right flying by um so we are wanting to talk about kind of our point of interest Interest this week is a, a reflection on print-on-demand growth in 2020, mm-hmm. and some—I mean—record growth from what I can tell. Uh, you know, this is specifically talking about Printful from the article that that you found, Travis, mm-hmm. um, on a website talking about Printful's growth in 2020. But Printful's growth can be a good roadmap and kind of, like you said, to extrapolate out for the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm what we can kind of expect and look at going into twenty twenty one. Yeah. So uh according to this, primful has seen an eighty percent year over year increase in order count over the last three quarters of twenty twenty. <laughs> reflecting growing obviously reflecting, you know, growing consumer interest, uh you know, people shopping online mm-hmm. because of COVID it seems like this kind of contributed to this massive growth for printfall just and for the print on demand industry as a whole
0: yeah it's i mean 80% in 3 quarters is is crazy i mean in any any yeah. industry but um i mean it 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 goes along with what i think we've been seeing um in the industries like as a whole it's just print on demand is is it's kind of, it's time to shine right now. It's really, really coming yeah. uh, into the forefront of people's minds when they, when it comes to e-commerce and um, a lot of people are jumping on this print on demand bandwagon. Cause you know, we've said it a thousand times, you don't have any inventory to hold. Um, you can, <laughs> right, you can yeah. literally do this out of your, you know out of your bedroom if you want and um yep. and a lot of people are doing exactly that and a lot of people are seeing real success it's just crazy the yeah. numbers that are coming from printful printful now has i think it is it 8 um different uh places that around the country uh, yeah, yeah eight around, fulfillment well, around, centers. around the world i believe mm-hmm.
1: is is it the yeah 8 fulfillment centers around the world um that they are currently running and operating with over 200,000 active online merchants, um, that are taking advantages of their services, which is crazy. You're muted by the way. Oh, am I? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure it was really insightful, but we heard nothing. So start from the top. (laughs) No,
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was incredibly insightful. Um, but I can't remember what I said, so I'll just say instead that two hundred thousand <laughs> merchants for uh, printful is pretty stinking incredible. I mean, that's two hundred thousand people like you and me that have a store yeah. or stores yep. that um, are choosing to to have printful supply their stuff. and that and like we said, that's that's worldwide. So that's, you know, yeah. uh, not just the u s. There's people all over the the world that are using these guys. Yep. and they're seeing huge, huge, huge growth. Um, during yeah. the Black Friday, Cyber Monday uh, phase of 2020, they saw order counts as high as 204 orders per minute. That's twice what they saw in 2019. Can you imagine? Yeah, 270 percent order increase. Yeah, 200, uh, 204 items per minute. No, I'm sorry, orders. So that could be, you yeah. know, some of those orders could have two, five, 20, yeah. you, you know.
1: Yeah, can you imagine you sitting, you know, Let's say that that happened to you or I and our ship station app, like our phone is just on a constant string of notifications, <laughs> like locked up. It's a brick. You can't do anything with it. Why? Because right. you're getting 204 order notifications every minute. That's uh, nuts. Like again, a 70% order increase uh, from 2019, which which is absolutely crazy. There's a, there was an increase of bulk orders as well during the Black Friday, Cyber mm-hmm. Monday weekend, including one order. One order, 285 beanie beanies and pom-pom caps that totaled $3,316.
0: It's not a bad order.
1: In one order. That is not a bad order. I will take, I'll take half of that. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is, that is a, a fantastic order. So mm-hmm. as we can see, again, this is specific to Printful, but you can understand how that is reflective of POD as an industry overall, like you said, kind of. It's time to shine uh, just because of the circumstances. And so POD, you know, thankfully for you and I, uh, was definitely a blessing to be a part of this last year Mm -hmm. uh, in the midst of all the craziness because you and I were able to work and operate pretty much normally, you know, without the, uh, you know, except, of course, the inventory stuff that we've talked about on past episodes, um, which if you haven't heard, there's apparel rants. Uh, that you all need to <laughs> make yourselves uh, available to uh, in the in the year interview and in, I, I believe the mailbag episode episode eighteen. But mm-hmm. you can hear all of our rants and and ravings and, and boastings of the difficulties of twenty twenty.
0: <laughs> good old apparel, rants. apparel <laughs> rants.
1: Yes, well those will be back. Trust me. There's mm-hmm. always there's always new versions and new things to to talk about. And this <laughs> is uh, a good platform for us to vent. It's probably cathartic at, at some point. But. Dude, anything else about about this point of interest yeah. as far as the the growth? What what else do you have? I, I
0: was just it was it was interesting to me because Printful, if you look at like them on a per item price basis, they're not the cheapest yeah. in the game. Um, no, there's a not. lot of a lot of other places that are doing a lot cheaper um, print on demand products, yet these guys keep growing. So it, it makes me you know it makes me stop and think that you know price isn't the only isn't the only buying factor. Um, if they, had, yeah. if they didn't have good quality, people wouldn't keep coming back to them. And, you know, I mean, you're always yeah. going to find a horse story. It doesn't matter which print-on-demand company you go to. If you go to Printify, sure. somebody had sure. a bad experience there. You go to Printful, somebody had a bad experience there. Um, but overall, their growth would show that pricing, price alone, is not the sole motivator of small shop owners, um, which is really interesting to somebody like you and me who, you know, we have our own fulfillment places. Yeah. and And that price thing is always kind of you know on the back of my mind at least am i charging too much am i charging too little and and it's something that 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 we do think about um and and it seems as though printful is like i said i think they're probably on the higher end um you know pricing wise but yet they're continuing to grow so i think that's good news to those those of us in this industry um not only just drop shipping but also actually doing the fulfillment ourselves
1: yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, for us as well, it's always, are you being competitive? Um, but mm-hmm. are you still making what you need to make? And there's, there's always these, you know, tensions. And to, as you said, Printful is not the cheapest on, on a lot of the stuff. And so you can see that, you know, quality and then service and stuff. People do take that into account if it's not the cheapest, you know, they'll, they'll still work with you. So right. it's a good note to have as you're, as you're Going forward, and we can even touch on more of that in our main event of the episode.
0: This is the main event.
1: So, Travis, you know, we're talking about growth in the POD industry. And we were also talking about some mistakes. You and I had seen an article that kind of covered some mistakes and we were like, well, we agree with some, maybe it's not others. And so we wanted to kind of give our own take on some of the stuff that they were talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we want to talk about eight mistakes that you are making in print-on-demand in your print-on-demand business and how to fix them, um, according to to our experience Mm -hmm. and what we have seen uh, growing in our own print-on-demand business model so uh travis the first one tell us setting up a storefront and expecting immediate success why is that a mistake
0: well um first of all this this could be a mistake um so so when we think about setting up a storefront you 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 could think about an etsy storefront so like on a channel or a Mm -hmm. or an amazon storefront um or yep. on the other side of that, you could think of your own storefront, like a Shopify store, or a. Or a um, or what's the What's the company you guys used to use for your uh, e-commerce? Squarespace. Squarespace, yeah. So there's there's other options yeah. out there, but yeah. you know, one being you have to bring all of the traffic to the Shopify or the Squarespace yep. site or the WordPress site or wherever. Yep. And then on the other side, you've got the Etsy and the Amazon. Um, side of things and you're depending on those channels to bring the traffic to your listings and then you know for sales to happen from that Um, and and either one of these can fall into this trap of expecting immediate success Um, this really is uh, it's a long game and um, it's going to take a while to see the success that you're hoping for it's not going to happen overnight Uh, there is no such thing as an overnight success that's just that's Yeah. That just doesn't, doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so you're going to set up your storefront and you might see a sale or two. I know uh, I've heard, um, I've heard that Etsy gives first year stores a little bit of a boost in the algorithm just to see how they do. Okay. Um, so so there may be, there may be some truth to that. I don't have any proof of that. I've just, that's something that I've heard out there. So you may see some early success with some Etsy. Um, but if you don't continue, continue to, to, um, uh, to have success, you know, kind of on your own and put out products that people want, communicate well with your customers, et cetera, et cetera, that success could be potentially short-lived. And then on the other side, if you're trying to drive traffic to your site um, or, you know, using Facebook ads or other kinds of ads, Pinterest, all of those things, I mean, that's kind of a hit or miss thing too. And so it's going to take a while for you to not only... Not only just set up your store and have enough products that it actually makes sense for people you know to to have yeah. an option when they come to your store, but it's also going to take sure. time for the algorithm to kind of get settled with what uh, you know if it 's on a channel with what you actually yeah. have on your page or if yeah, it's with sure. Facebook or marketing it's going to take a while for those those platforms your advertising platforms yep. to learn enough about your products to send you the right buyers yeah so expecting yeah. immediate success Absolutely. is definitely. Um, that's a mistake that people go with. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sometimes, sometimes I I have conversations and I've had some conversations even recently where, um, you know, a friend of mine has, has found themselves in a position where they're, they're potentially not going to have the source of income that they've had, Mm -hmm. uh, before some job transition. Like, well, Hey, they said, Hey, well, just show me how to open up an Etsy store. I want to do that. And I Mm -hmm. said, well, that's awesome. Um, but we need to have a conversation prior so I can manage your expectations right. so you know that setting up this Etsy store is awesome, but it's not a get-rich-quick. It's not like a multi-level marketing. I sign you up and then you get all my whatever. It's not. Yeah. It's nothing like that. So if you're willing to put some hard work and a grind into building your Etsy, like you said, your Etsy store, getting that algorithm to to work you in and mm-hmm. to get – organic traffic moving to you. That's fine. But I don't want you to come uh, at this from some kind of preconceived idea that it's going to replicate income just because we have been able to do that on our Etsy shops. Like you said, that's the iceberg thing. Mm -hmm. You saw the tip of it when we're making this much, but you don't see the other huge, massive iceberg under the water. That's everything we did to get to that point. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like print on demand and it could be at the fault of some of the people out there that are like you know selling courses and sometimes it has this like get rich quick uh vibe to it, I think people think. Yeah, totally. Uh, and so and so it's it's not um something that will do that. It's it's simple, mm-hmm. but it's not easy. Exactly. Right? It's it's simple learning a store, creating a store can be simple, or getting designs, all that can be simple, but it's not easy to grow that into something that's successful unless you're willing to kind of put your shoulder to the plow and get that thing moving forward.
0: Right. Yeah, so expect, expecting immediate success is not something you should do. You should expect success because, you know, you want to have those expectations. You want to have sure. goals and planning for those things. That's there's nothing yes. wrong with that, yeah. but it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. I think that that was right. perfect, you know, when you said it's it's simple. The process is is simple. You know, you you have a good right. design, you put it on good products, you do good marketing. It's very simple, yeah. but it's not easy. It's a lot of work, and so to expect immediate yeah. success is just setting yourself up for failure. And then what will happen from there is you'll you'll stop. You you will get demotivated mm-hmm. and you'll quit. So so that is one a mistake yeah. that you're making in in, in print on demand. Um, don't fall into that mistake because it'll make your business short lived. So Josiah, what's the sure. uh, what's the second mistake that people are making in print on demand businesses?
1: Yeah. So. Uh, and it's an easy one to fall into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but selling generic designs um, is is doable. Um, mm-hmm. But you're doing a couple things. Um, one, you're, you're kind of getting lost in the noise of, of everything that's out there. But you're also setting yourself up for potential IP or trademark infringement. Mm. Complaints and all of that nightmare. Yeah. Um, and I remember when, uh, when Ken Ryle was was on the show talking about that with us, which, uh, do you remember what episode that was? Because it's a great episode.
0: Yeah, that we'll, episode we'll try and find that. is episode nine, Licensing and Copyright episode, with Ken Ryle. Yes.
1: Yeah. So that episode, episode nine, uh, we talked to him about, well, how do you avoid some of those, you know, downfalls of trademark and stuff? And he said, it's easy sell original. Designs, Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's it's you know you can find stuff by doing research, which we'll also get to. But doing research and finding stuff that's that's trendy, that's that's popular, that that will get you know hits and organic traffic to it. But then coming up with your own design, your own concept, your own spin Mm. on something based in that in that niche or that trend, Mm -hmm. um, just to set yourself apart. Because there's there's a million, thousand, billion uh, you know, I got your back designs or (laughs) not today, Satan designs. I mean, those, those are everywhere, but Mm -hmm. how can you not, not reinvent the wheel, but just make it better, make it different. Um, so that's my insight. What do you, as far as selling designs, Travis, what's something that in, in selling generic designs, how people can kind of avoid that pitfall and why they would need to do that.
0: Yeah. I think when we first started out in this business, um, the competition there was a lot of low hanging fruit you know for kind sure. of more generic you know um mm-hmm. uh, there there's there's people out there selling courses uh talking about you know just doing the ugly mug uh <laughs> you know s- strategy or whatever and basically yeah. it's just text on a mug and to be honest i have some just text on a mug designs that yeah. do okay yeah. um, i also have some stylized sure. text you know that maybe Changes a couple of fonts, or or has like some squigglies mm-hmm. or something like that. That, but but it's yeah. still basically just font. Um, but mm-hmm. my best selling designs are actually designs that are unique to me that we designed in house yeah. that have some type of design ability on them. Those are the ones that sell best. Um, and 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 I think as print on demand has become more and more saturated with more i mean we just talked about our whole point of interest was how you know this marketing or this market is just going through the roof with new stores so there's competition coming online yeah. every single day how are you going to set up set yourself apart well one way to set yourself apart is to sell unique designs not generic designs don't sh- don't yeah. sh- sell yeah. the same coffee mug or the same t-shirt design that every other person <laughs> with a print on demand store um, or a merch by Amazon sure. account is trying to sell right now. It just um, yeah. that is definitely a mistake uh, that I see a lot of people going to, and you 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 combine that with expecting immediate success, and it just ain't going to happen. <laughs> totally, yeah, totally, yeah.
1: That that's not a very good a very good combo because even if your design is is good, if it's the same as everything else, then you're right. Gonna, you're just competing a lot for for attention. Um, totally. So, another one, and we we added this, you know, last minute, but I think it's super pertinent and very important to talk about, mm-hmm. and that's comparing your store to more successful stores. Um, mm-hmm. I reference this all the time, but Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt said that comparison is a thief of joy. So, um, when you find yourself comparing yourself to the to the big dogs like i was having this conversation uh with with my coworker today about you know well well, this company is here and they offer this and i don't know are we ever going to get there and he's like he said i found myself just comparing Mm. everything we're doing right to them and getting super super discouraged because we aren't there yet we're not able to offer that we're not able to match this and he said he came to the realization of you know through a through a podcast he was listening to the piece of advice he came away with it was all you're asked to do as your as a business owner is to further your business more and more each day. Mm. If you're doing that, then you're doing the best thing for your business as opposed to getting caught in that comparison thing and then eventually you get upset, especially if you have... If, if you're combining setting up storefront and expecting immediate success with generic <laughs> designs, then you're wondering how you're ever going to compete with these other stores. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it, it can get really, really hard to do, but we all fall into that. So yeah. in your experience, man, you know, comparing, know, I know you've done it, I do it, comparing yourself to other stores, what have you found to be helpful for you to kind of undo that bear trap and keep moving mm-hmm. the business forward?
0: Honestly, I think it's... Um just talking about it you know we had robin johnson on the other week a couple episodes back and um that was episode 20 she did an awesome job that was a great great episode but we talked about this a little bit and i think just continually reminding myself um is really the only way out because i mean we all have instagram and facebook and all these social media and you know things (laughs) on our on our phone and we're seeing um i think you even said you know the 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 highlights or the curated highlights of our lives. Yeah. You know the
1: carefully curated highlights of someone's life. Yeah. Yes. We're seeing
0: that and we're seeing that for, you know, in our um, print on demand groups that we're all in and we're seeing other yeah. people's success. And the thing is is that no one ever goes into a print on demand group and says, Hey, I just my company just sold the wrong, <laughs> you know, sent out ten bad products. And yeah. and yeah. I just wanted to let you all know that. Yay. You know, yeah. <laughs> It's always Here's the to su- growth. Right? Yeah, it's always the success story. You never hear the downside. And um sure. and so it's so 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 easy to just continually see somebody else's success and have a little twinge of jealousy. You know, or oh man, mm-hmm. I should have done that. I should have thought of that marketing angle. I should Oh, I had a design idea that yeah. was just like that. I never did it. Oh, I never do any of my design yeah. ideas. Oh, blah blah blah. And you just <laughs> beat yourself up and and it's just yeah. a it's a and, slow yeah. Uh, you know, it's just yeah. a, a, it just a turns slippery into a, a big
1: pity party, and it's yeah. all yeah. And then you then you find yourself stuck in that mindset. So I think I think you're right. I think, which again, you don't see it in social media, and and you don't in culture. I don't think it's it's very advocated to kind of express those hardships that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Because I've had moments in my life, nothing to do with business, but when I finally voice something that I'm struggling with one, you find out that you're not alone mm-hmm. and other people in business have that exact same thing or that someone else is dealing with the same thing and that you're also not crazy. Uh, <laughs> it makes you feel good that you are in, in like company that you're not yeah. the one that deals with this. And so people can kind of help you. So the more you talk about it, the, the better.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, sure. I was so. just thinking like just to make, to kind of bring this home to our listeners. Yeah. Um, I just Last week, um, you know, was looking through uh, a lot of our returns, and I've I've probably spent a thousand to two thousand dollars redoing products that were somehow one way or another messed up over the last two to three months. Sure. Um, And so we're having to redo them, we're having to reship them, we're having to do all of the you know the customer uh, service elements and back and forth with them, and I mean it's costing us a lot of money. And, yeah, and sure. part of that is because of the time that we got into it, it was, you know, and, and there was a learning curve and et cetera, et cetera. There was a lot of people coming into our business with like temps and, and they made mistakes as well. Um, yeah. but you know, all of that to say, that's a pretty high dollar amount to, to kind of learn some, learn something. But I, I do want yeah. to put that out there and say, guys, this is this is the business we're in. We're going to make mistakes. Those mistakes are going to cost us money yeah. and and but we're also going to have successes. <laughs> Let's yeah. just be real. Keep it keep it real. Yeah. Keep it honest and yeah. and not compare ourselves. Don't like I think I don't remember who said this on the uh, on the podcast, but don't compare your chapter 1 with somebody else's chapter 13. You know? Y- yeah. You you're going yeah. along at your own personal rate. And sure. that's fine. That's that's as fast yeah. as you need to go. You know, strive for excellence. Continue to try to grow. Have plans. Have yeah. strategies to do more. But don't compare yourself when you don't, yeah. you know, get to a million dollars in sales this year. That's right. okay. It's,
1: it's kind of like, it, it's, the, it's the idea that, you know, you can't have, you, you can't have faith without fear. You, you can't have success without failure. You, mm. you can't know what success is if you haven't experienced failure. Right. So they go hand in hand and you have to have both. Unfortunately, you're going to experience both. You're going to experience failures and the good times, but you won't know what success is without having walked through that failure mm-hmm. and learning from it. So don't be discouraged by the failure, be encouraged because you will now know what the success looks like and feels like after you've walked through that, right. those mistakes. You know what right. I mean? So um, it's, all, it's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Travis, what's another mistake that people are doing in their p o d businesses uh, that they may not be aware of, uh, but they should be aware of and they should uh, fix
0: yeah, I think another an, another mistake would be trying to do it all on your own, um, mm-hmm. and obviously this you know this is going to depend on where you 're at in your business um, if you 're just starting. You kind of do need to do it all on your own, at least at first, so you understand some of the different nuances of the different pieces of the business. You don't want to just come sure. in and start hiring people to do things that you don't even know need to be done yet. Um, sure. But I do think that you come to a place where um, you do need help. I mean, even if it's just emotional help, <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. uh, just talking to somebody else that, that yeah. may, may have a different perspective... Um, but you know, there, there's definitely, uh, different skill sets that are important in a print on demand business. And, and you need someone that has, has vision and has for mm-hmm. forecasting, you know, thinking for forward and what can we do in the future. But then at the same time, you need yeah. someone else that's more organizational and perhaps is like, can put the brakes on that guy who always wants to, you know, go to the next, yeah. next event <laughs> or the next product or whatever. Yeah. And so there's a mixture. Yeah. And so... I think if you if you if you go overboard on one side or the other, you can abs- actually hurt your business. And so you do need that mm-hmm. balance. And so I think doing it yeah. on your own can really be um, that can be a detriment to to your business. And, and if you can find yeah. somebody that qual- that you know maybe support or has, has some different skills than you that you can partner up with or, or bring on. Yeah. Or even just part time or whatever, um, it's going to go a long ways towards helping you. What do you think?
1: Yeah, and and you can you can do it. You know, we on in episode seventeen we talked about virtual assistants. So uh, you know, you can find people that have a skill set that you're needing, whether it's bookkeeping or systems Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you're not in in that strong point. Wherever your your weaknesses are, you can bring someone in to supplement and help kind of bolster that area because like you said it's awesome to have the passion of of a wild stallion but you have (laughs) to have someone that can bridle that and make that stallion go somewhere with purpose Mm -hmm. otherwise you're just running around with no real you know purpose, just kind of errantly doing whatever you want so but you you can do those things with virtual assistants you know on a budget it's not going to cost you a lot it helps Mm -hmm. both sides both parties but it is something that you have to do, and it takes a level of self awareness too. That's commendable because you have to be able to look at yourself and say, hmm. "I suck at <laughs> this, and I need to outsource this from myself as fast as I can because yeah. I'm hurting my own business." Right. You know, sometimes it's hard to have that introspective look, but the sooner you can, you know, have that, it's going to be super beneficial for for yourself and for your business. So, and I agree with you. Even if it's, you know, like we've talked about before, like it'd be really cool to start kind of like a a business roundtable or something Mm. where with people who have even, even, whether it's print-on-demand businesses or different people, different entrepreneurs, having Mm -hmm. a group of folks to meet with on a weekly or monthly basis and just say, hey, this is what happened. How can I fix it? Has anyone experienced this? And then you also get the the symbiotic relationship of referrals back and forth. I know an electrician. I know a shirt guy. I know, you know, so on and so forth. Right. that is also building a community of entrepreneurs that aren't even in the print on demand space but have the experience of business mm-hmm. can be very helpful yeah uh, and and for your sanity for sure yeah uh, i think it's it's su- super important
0: well i was just going to say you know and a lot of communities out there have these established groups already in like you know the chamber yeah. of commerce or the rotary club or there's sure. you know there's other um, there's yeah. either you know you can go on Meetup um, and they, there's probably some meetups in your area. I don't know what they're actually meeting right now because of COVID, but right. there's there's right. groups that are out there that are spe- specifically catered towards entrepreneurs that have nothing necessarily to do with print on demand, but will give you that right. kind of that that emotional support or that I'm not yeah. in this alone. Even if you can't afford to hire anyone else and it's all you, I would highly sure. recommend um looking into that because you'll get ideas that you didn't even realize were out there just by talking business with other people. That's that's really Absolutely. beneficial. Yeah.
1: Business knowledge, business wisdom is is applicable mm-hmm. regardless of the business model. If you're around someone that that's been running their own business for 20 years and you're starting a printable yeah. man business and they they have an auto business you're going to learn a lot from that person that you mm-hmm. can apply to your business model, and it's that whole like don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Just because they're in a different business right. doesn't mean that you can't glean off of what they have to offer. So yeah, I think that's that's also super important. So uh, I would if you're you're listening, uh, do some research and, and take advantage of even if it during this COVID age is is Zoom calls, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you'll find it very beneficial for you to to have those resources. So, yeah um what? i would say enough go ahead no no what i was just going to ask
0: you what the next one was <laughs> oh <laughs> okay
1: it. all right well um so i think the next one is uh selling too many variants uh, mm. which is to say too many colors of, of one on one of one right. shirt of, for one design e- even though even though technically you know this is a a virtual inventory model where it doesn't exist until you print it, keep in mind, you still have to house the, if you're doing it in-house, <laughs> you still have to have the shirts yeah. uh, on hand to print. And sometimes I think, you know, uh, once I, we get really excited and you want to print on every color you can, because it's, it's, a, it's a mock-up and we'll just put it all on there. But then also on the buyer's side, sometimes you can offer them too many options and then they don't know when they it's you know how can they make these decisions and they get overwhelmed and well I'm going to come back later and whatever so you know don't be afraid to um if you have a design that that you think is good on looks good on white black and red then just sell it on white black and right. red you don't have to sell it on you don't have to sell it on every color just mm-hmm. because you can sometimes you know less is more yeah and, and it will give the buyer less options to be overwhelmed with and then you know Mm -hmm. what you need inventory wise and what it's going to look the best on so i think sometimes people and you know i'm guilty of it too i I, when we first started i was like man put this design on (laughs) aqua and tropical blue they're the same thing almost but but they're different so i'm going to do it and then it's like well space issue how many colors can we house in 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 our warehouse practically Mm -hmm. and And I don't want to maybe, you know, hoodies are bigger. So maybe I'm not going to offer this on a blue, red, orange, peach, black, gray, white hoodie because where the hell are we going to put all these hoodies? And so let's kind of narrow down the choices. And so um, I think that's a mistake we make because there's ambition and it's easy to, it doesn't cost anything to to list a different variation. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can definitely paint yourself in a corner if you're you're putting too many variations on, on a listing for sure
0: yeah i th- I think that whole um, analysis paralysis thing that you put your customer mm-hmm. through is 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 a real yeah. deal you know it's they, very real yeah. they don't need ten options they don't need five options you know what yeah. what two or three colors does that design look best on that's enough yeah. guys that's enough
1: yeah, absolutely um,
0: even yeah. one <laughs> there are there there is there is you know plenty of of data supporting. The ability to sell one, um, you know, just as just one variation of a color, just as many or just as much as you can sell. Like if you have three or four, you, you still sell the same amount of shirts only by only having one color. And that's because you're not over, you know, overwhelming your customer with decisions. Yeah. It could even be a yeah. brown shirt. If it looks the best on a brown shirt, put it on a brown shirt and let yeah. it go. Absolutely. Move on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. One hundred percent. The analysis paralysis thing is huge. And I have this conversation with a lot of our clients too, when they're building their own stores, Mm -hmm. they want to come out of the gate. Well, I I want to list 10 designs for sale. And I'm like, that's awesome. And I want to put them on shirts and hoodies and mugs. And I want to put in there, they have all these different, Mm -hmm. you know, items they want to print on, which is fantastic. But I, I often say, well, why don't you start with four or five designs Mm Mm-hmm. Because your customer will have less to look at. And Mm -hmm. then you can still have 10, we can still make 10 designs, but release five of the ones that you want. And then over time, we'll add more and it will give customers a reason to come back to your store. Because if you you put 15 designs out right away and then you have nothing else to do, well, then they're going to come once, either get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or purchase something. But then there's no reason for them to come back and see what else has been added to the collection or taken away or what have you. So mm-hmm. that analysis paralysis thing is, is definitely real from a buyer standpoint. So don't feel the need to have to offer 30 colors on, on one design, <laughs> right? Cause you want to, you want to make sure you have everyone's favorite color. That's not necessary. If they like, if your design is good and it's, it's in the customer is in the niche or in the trend of what you're looking at, mm-hmm. the design will sell itself. The color of the shirt, you know, it, well i don't think it plays that much of a role yeah. if the design is is good it you becomes know what I mean? it becomes
0: part of the design in a sense <laughs> sure. if you're just giving it sure. in one one or two colors it's part of that design yeah. so yeah um and, so yeah. yeah and
1: keep and keep in mind too like if it's a black if it's a, a lot of black uh ink on on the design well you could put that on a black shirt and then in, in your rip software you can have it just print negative space, so it's going to be yep. cost effective. It's going to look cool. It's going to be sharp. It's not yep. going to be a whole lot of ink. So there's lots of stuff to to consider sure. when you're choosing which which variants to offer.
0: Yeah. So. Speaking of t-shirts, uh, that's our sixth. Um, yes. Our sixth mistake you're making <laughs> with POD, and and I see this all the time, Josiah yep. selling t-shirts only. Everybody wants yeah. to be a t-shirt salesman. Everyone wants to have a t-shirt shop. And I mean, there's a million <laughs> courses on t-shirt millionaire and t-shirt this and t-shirt yeah. that. Um, yeah. But what's, 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 what's the problem with just selling t-shirts just why isn't that, why isn't that a good idea? You're not, you're not maximizing
1: your, what's the word, your, your assets. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you're just selling on t-shirts. So if you have a t-shirt design you can take that one design and you can put it on a mug. You can put it on know. a hoodie. You can put it on a toe, You can put it on a tea towel. You can put it on a sign. You can put it on a myriad of other items. So if you have tunnel vision and you just are thinking t-shirts, well, you're cheating yourself out mm. of additional revenue mm-hmm. off of one design that's already been made. So you've made the one design for the t-shirt, but then you can make bring in more revenue by adding that same design on six or seven other uh, other items and maximizing what you have instead of creating a bunch more designs mm-hmm. use that one design to put on a lot more products and then you'll find that your product offerings are more robust right and uh y- you've already done the work so you might as well put it on something different and i see that all the time too and that's one thing yeah. that you know with with you you've talked about before of like well just put it on a mug i mean what do you why why do you have to have a mug specific design just it if it's a good design, if it's funny, it'll. You can put it on whatever you want, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is super important. Like we've done that. We've, we've we're starting to take all of the novelty ideas we have and taking some of the best and putting them on a hoodie, mm. and putting them on long sleeves. And so we're starting to finally kind of maximize. Yeah, the the assets that that we have.
0: Yeah, I just mean that's how I got started. Honestly, was um, I right? Was in merch by Amazon and had a whole bunch of designs, and then realized you know I have all these designs, <laughs> and I I can put these on other products. I know how to build listings. I know how to use flat files. Blah blah yep. blah, and so that kind of launched me into to print on demand, and I I think that. Sure. Um, a lot of people do when they get started t-shirts are kind of the the thing that you see the most of um uh-huh. and and I, I i do want to point out that it we're not necessarily contradicting ourselves by saying don't sell too many variants but then coming nick ne- the next thing and saying now put you put it put it on a t-shirt put it on a mug put it on a put it, this 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 i think these are <laughs> right, these right. are two pot- potentially different strategies so for your customers, sure. Josiah, that that are using you, your brand partners, you're saying, "Hey, just take five designs. Let's not put it on every single thing." And that's because they're having to drive traffic to their customers. They are right. going to be, you know, using their email lists to try to get people to right. come to these sites. Um, what we're talking about on selling t-shirts only, we're, we're talking more like Etsy or an Amazon or a mm-hmm. Walmart, these sure. other sure. larger channels where it does pay to have your design on multiple products because that means right. it's on more pages. It's yeah. it's being seen by more and potential searches.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's driving more or there's more organic traffic mm-hmm. and views. More potential for to organic. Those, to those products. Yeah. Right. So, so if you're more, if you're more widespread on, on those platforms, it's, it's a good idea because like you said, it just ups the chance of you getting seen or, or, or getting, you know, coming up on, on the first page of, of, a, right. of an item. So, exactly. So yeah, the def, that's a good point two, definitely two different, uh, ideas or strategies when it comes to don't offer too many variants, but then also on these platforms, just cast a wide net and see what fish fish you can bring yeah, in. So you,
0: you can still build off of your winners, you know, um, on those uh-huh. channels, you can still, uh, do all of the things that we were talking about. Um, you know, just, just recently with, when, you know, t- taking those fewer designs and putting them on more things, you can build a few more designs, put them on a few more things that are in that particular niche. Um, yeah. so there is some crossover here, guys. And, um, and again, you know, we we don't have all of the answers, but we've seen enough sure. of this this business to know yeah. that there are some there's some issues and there's some mistakes yeah. that you can that you can quickly fall into. Um, our, our next mistake, and I harp on this all the time, <laughs> not doing competitive research. Um, yeah. You know, I I, I still go by that whole tickler file thing that I know you get a kick out of every time I say it, Josiah. (laughs) Yes. But I love the idea of of having a tickler file with, you know, maybe um, holidays on them or months of the year or whatever. And every single month you're going in and you're doing more research. You're finding out what's selling. You're trying to figure out. Good, trendy, fun designs, and you're putting them in yeah. these tickler files so that the next year, when you're ready for this particular holiday, you can pull that up and, and and get in there and see what was selling this time last year, and you have time to capitalize on those trends. Um, yeah. and, and, and when I say trends, I guess if it's a year old, it's not necessarily a trend, but it is an evergreen trend for that particular holiday that you can use, and then right. if you could somehow cast that into a, uh, another something that's going on in the media at the time, you can have a real big winner. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll reveal one of my, um, really good sellers two years ago. Uh, what during Valentine's day, I got up to, I think it was number six in drinkware on Amazon, um, (laughs) with a, 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 a mug, a coffee mug that said that had a picture of, uh, Donald Trump's face on it, had some cute little, um, it uh, yeah. had some cute little uh, um, hearts on it and all that. And it said, I want you on my side of the wall. And it was basically, <laughs> you know, him saying, you know, I want you on my side. Because he was still talking about the, yeah. the wall in yeah. Mexico and all yeah. of that. And that was big in the news. And it was it yeah. was also Valentine's Day. And I think when you take something that's trending in the news and you pair it with a holiday you can do really, really well. And this is another type of thing. And you you probably, if you would have been doing research, you would have seen that mug. You would have seen other people doing mugs very similar, maybe a little bit different design. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, but you got to do research to actually find this stuff. That's, that's the key here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got,
1: you got to do the work, uh, to figure out what, what will, uh, sell. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a brilliant idea. Taking something that's evergreen and in, in, in a holiday, mm-hmm. you know, design, and then pairing it with something that's um, more timely. And I think that that's a, a huge formula for for a good selling item, like you yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Um, so do your do your research. Check out tickler files and <laughs> uh, how they can tickle you <laughs> to remind you to make. Uh, you know, just to do your research and, and, and look into those things. So, uh, yeah, Tickler File still gets me every time you say it. Um, but I'm trying to be more mature, so I didn't laugh this time as hard. Um, <laughs> so, the the last one, number eight, the last mistake that we have uh, is not knowing your numbers. And this is mm-hmm. so imperative and so important, mm-hmm. but sometimes... Um, when you're when you get things going, there there is a tendency to really not know your numbers as concrete as you should, because you're just yeah. trying to get things going, and you're wanting to get a client or make you know you want to get your stuff out there and, right. and, and and stuff like that. But if you don't know your numbers, you you don't know if if you can afford to hire somebody, if you can afford to outsource, or if mm-hmm. you can afford to keep doing production in house. And so, knowing your numbers. If you're are you profiting? What are you doing? What's what does a shirt cost you? What does the ink cost? Right. Are you making as much as you think you're making mm. or are you kind of just giving a wag, a wild ass guess, and not really <laughs> understanding uh where you're at exactly? Right. So chat yeah, talk talk about uh knowing your numbers. No, Robin Johnson talked uh, a lot about that in episode twenty yeah. about knowing your numbers. Um, so what what do you what do you have to say for those that may not know or need to know? What's the importance of knowing your numbers?
0: Well, I mean it. It really is pretty basic. I mean you you really kind of went over it. You, you you need to know your numbers so you can make good business decisions. Um, if you want to yeah. grow if you want to grow your business, you're going to need to know what you know how much you're profiting per mug. I think the one thing that um and we we do like you said get into this more with Robin in episode 20 but um I think one thing that you want to uh, I, I think I just lost my train of thought. Um oh no what I was going to say was um you really want to make sure you, it's not only just about um no, I'm I'm completely gone. I'm like that <laughs> that that train left the it's station, a, Josiah. It's COVID, I, the COVID, the COVID. It is. It's a yeah. You know, I'm having a COVID moment. <laughs> yeah, and I I apologize, guys. If I'm a little bit, I, I really do feel like I'm I'm kind of drifting here, drifting in and out of consciousness a little bit. So I apologize for that. <laughs> um, but I did, you know what? Completely changing directions for a second. I just wanted to say how nice and sultry our voices sound since we got yeah. Christmas gifts. You got this some, last Christmas. some new
1: microphones. We both, I posted uh, the microphone that I yeah. got to, I think, my Instagram or Facebook story, and then you sent me a text, and it just said, me too, with like a <laughs> wink emoji. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, hey, we're we're set up for success, and uh, we are going to have a much richer and fuller sound for <laughs> 2021 in season two of the Print On Demand cast. Things are looking up, for that's, sure. That's right. Um Yeah. So yeah, going back to, to, uh, knowing your numbers, it's, it is very important to, to have a firm grasp. And Robin Johnson, um, goes into detail about that and she's a huge resource. We can, and mm-hmm. like we've said before, we need to have her back on for a couple more episodes because she's just got yeah so much that, that is, is so, so useful for, for entrepreneurs and business owners, but uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes you might need to outsource and and have someone help you figure out your numbers or right. an accountant or a CPA and and you know spend that make that investment in your business uh, mm-hmm. so that you know what other investments you can afford to make or not make going forward mm-hmm. so that you you know exactly where the ship is is going.
0: I do remember what I was going to say. I was I was hey, going all right. to I was actually going to talk about just the. Uh, sometimes when you're trying to figure out your numbers, you're like, well, but I don't know how many things I'm going to sell next month. So I, I sure. can't possibly, you know, make a budget and plan for that. Because I can't, and, for- yeah, yeah. well, you know what? You're, you're just going to have to take a guess. <laughs> and if your Whack. guess is wrong, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, if your guess is wrong, then you'll make a better guess next time because it's one of those failures <laughs> that you get to sure. learn and grow from. So, um, sure. but that that's super important is that not only just knowing your numbers, but being bold enough to make, you know, um, educated guesses about what your sales are going to be so that you can then from that place strategize, you know, how am I going to fund this particular thing? How am I going to bring on an extra designer? How am I going to, you know, um, you know, pay for my Facebook advertising next month or whatever that thing is that you want to do. You need some type of data and and the only way you're going to get there is if you start forecasting and then make tweaks as you go along, so th- I just yeah. I thought that was important enough yeah. um, because you absolutely y- it's absolutely true I cannot know what my numbers are going to be next month, but I can take an educated sure. guess based on this mm-hmm. month and based on last year's February, and you know I can right. go I can go from there and, tr- and try to extrapolate something that I can build from.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that goes back to, to data too,
0: and Mm -hmm. and going and
1: doing the research and and finding, you know, what, what year over year, what did you do last year? What did you do last month? And, and building upon that so that you can have at least a a jumping off point, Mm -hmm. uh, which is better than, than just not having that and kind of making wild guesses that aren't supported by By any data. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's not good. No. Uh, so, so that, that is a a big mistake and and you'll find yourself uh, thinking you're doing well, but then not being able to pay bills one month if you're you're (laughs) not really, uh, in tune with that. So Travis, anything else on any of these eight, uh, items that we've covered as far as, um, you know, the mistakes and any other thoughts and insight before we put a bow
0: on this one? Dude, Dude, I have no more thoughts. I lost them all. He has
1: spent he's used his thought points uh <laughs> for the day. Uh I knew if I vamped long enough on uh, not knowing your numbers that it would come back to you. Your your uh, your your Thanks, thought man. that you had that you forgot. I was just uh about to tell a joke and maybe cue in some bedumps uh, or I don't know. Uh
0: <laughs> just uh killing time. <laughs> I appreciate that man. You're always looking out for me.
1: Hey, I, I do what I can. We we don't call each other roadwives for no reason. <laughs> Uh, we, we know we know. I really have each other's back. So, uh, for those of you guys listening, uh, thank you again so much for joining us this week. Uh, and, uh, hopefully you have taken away some stuff that you can learn and, and build off of on this episode, as far as the eight things, eight mistakes you're making in your POD business and how to fix them and improve your situation. Uh, as always, you can find the podcast at printondemandcast.com. You can get in touch with Travis or myself at info at printondemandcast.com. Let us know if, if there's a mistake that you think that you found that we didn't cover. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Um, if you have questions about any of those eight top eight uh, subjects that we brought up, let us know. We'd love to, to talk more about talk about it more with you Uh, i know for myself and travis for you it's really cool to interact with those of the of of the listeners and and uh, and know that we're actually helping people uh, along on the journey as always we are on itunes spotify google podcast anchor.fm wherever you find your podcast there we are so uh, be sure to rate on itunes and please subscribe helps the algorithm helps us get in front of the people that need this information just like yourselves Uh, and with that For Travis, I'm Josiah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast.
0: See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week.